You see me shining? It's the coconut oil, baby. Okay, so. I have been thinking about you reap what you sow. And I always attach that saying, phrase, whatever you want to call it, to something negative. You reap what you sow. You reap what you sow. You do bad things. Bad things come to you. I am a believer in karma and things happen for a reason. And the exchange of... uh, Exchange of anything. So if you are negative, then you will receive negative. If you... What is within is without. Well, not without. You know, on the outside of you is what I'm saying. However that saying goes. Um... But then this was a couple weeks ago, actually. And this one interaction and conversation that I heard or had with my parents, like, really stuck with me. And it just had me thinking, like, you really reap what you sow. Um, I went for a bike ride with my parents. <sighs> So apparently they do this all the time and I haven't rode a bike in <laughs> in a very, very long time. So I was a little nervous, actually. So I'm like, all right. And we get to this part um, where they start their path and it is right across. OK, anybody who's listening um, I am in Philadelphia, so right across the Strawberry Mansion Bridge, there is a way for you to get from the bridge to, I guess if you keep going to like Scotland Avenue between, you know, the two counties, uh, or you can go down this hill and you're on um, Martin Luther King Drive. So it's all blocked off because of the COVID and... It allows people to walk, exercise, bike ride, whatever, in the middle of MLK, um, all the way from Falls Bridge all the way to the Art Museum. Strawberry Mansion Bridge is probably uh, way more than halfway, I think, because I did do the whole thing one day. But that's where we started at, and they started at the top of the hill, and that hill is... No joke. Me, I haven't rode a bike in a long time. I'm not letting no nothing that has two wheels slide me down and I can't control when it's going to stop. How I'm a land. I just was terrified. (laughs) And of course, I know who I'm with. My mom might let us lie, but my dad does not, my dad does not like for you to be timid or scared or hold back. So he was just disgusted (laughs) when he found out. I mean, he got on his bike and went down the hill and rode and left me and my mom. So he didn't even know until they got to the museum and we were resting. So he found out. Oh, yeah, something to say about that. But whatever. I did my little exercise. I did a little meditation while I was sitting there quietly. 
Um, he said, I told your mom today I picked a good partner. <laughs> so then I chuckled. I'm like, what? What are you talking about? Because, you know, that just came out of nowhere or whatever. But I guess he wanted to share. Um, and he was like, you know, I picked a good partner. You never dis- She never discourages me. She's always there to encourage me and help me. And she always willing to, like, jump right in. He woke up and said he wanted to buy some type of tool or equipment. And she was like, okay, you know, teach me how to drive it or something along those lines. I'm not exactly sure. I forget. But what I took from that was that that is something that he sewed into his relationship with his partner. And that is how he is with his family. So he is able to reap all of the benefits of being that way. And then I started to understand that reap what you sow in that moment does not have to be something that's, I guess, is the right word correlated. I don't know if I'm using that right right or not, but it doesn't have to be aligned with something negative. Um, and today is my baby's birthday. She turned 13 years old today. Um, I went to go get her some flowers, some balloons, a little cake this morning. After I was getting all her stuff, I don't know, because the lady at the counter at the cake at the uh, bakery section at the market was just like, she con- she commented on the roses I had in my hand. She was like, oh, those are pretty. You taking those to work? Like, what are you doing? I was like, oh, no, you know, it's my daughter's, it's my baby's birthday. And I guess me, because I said baby, she was looking like, why are you getting a baby flower? And I was like, she's turning 13. And then, you know, she was like, you don't look like you got no 13. I was like, well, you know, I was a baby having a baby. And she was like, oh, okay, I understand. I was a baby when I had my first baby too. (laughs) So we had a little bonding moment over that or whatever. And I was probably a little bit okay. But then that like pushed me over the edge for some reason. When I got in the car, I got so flooded with so much emotion. I broke down in tears. I'm like, what is wrong with me? But then I just was like, I have a teenager. And I just started like thinking of her and praying for her. And I just started thinking of all of the blessings that I have with her. Like I get to enjoy her in this way and watch her grow up and that is also wonderful um and I always hear people compliment her or compliment me on her and you know as much as it might seem like the stress the struggle the strife the woes of parenthood but I must be doing something right because I reap the benefit of being able to hear all of those things said about her and watch her be, you know, as great as she can possibly be. Um, and I'm really grateful for that. And then I started to think about, um, I mean, not in this moment, but throughout when... 
you know, when that first conversation happened, that made me initially start thinking about what you reap, what you sow. Like, that is within everything that you do. And it's something probably taken too lightly. To sow into something and someone is to care for it and nurture it so that you can watch it blossom and bloom and thrive. And it may not benefit you. Not, you know, um, not directly. And I think that if more of us realize that, then we would understand our connection to each other as a human community is not to do something to get something back. It's to do something so that that thing can do what it has to do. So almost like you have a garden, you take care of your garden. You water your plants and your flowers and you talk to them and you nurture them. You make sure they have the proper soil and they are growing and doing their thing. Not so that you can take it, cut it and eat it like we do some things, which is completely normal and fine. But in the idea of a flower, the flower is there so that another living thing can thrive off of that. It's almost the same relationship that we have with um, our children. You know, we raise them and we nurture them and we care for them so that they can grow up and thrive and that they can be better for everybody else. And I'm just very thankful for all the things that my parents sowed into me. Because, you know, your parents don't get to enjoy you being your your best, your greatest. But your new partners in life, your romantic partners and your children and your friends get to do that. And it's a beautiful thing. It's a beautiful process. Um... I can't believe I cried. <laughs> that was fun. Uh, today. We did a lot today. She wore me out today, actually. I'm very, very tired. So, of course, like with anything else, this made me start thinking about relationship things and... <clears throat> I started to, I mean, of course, it's easy to point the finger and point the blame. Like, this person did that, this person did that. (laughs) But just to be accountable and understand my role that I played in any, uh, any interaction that I had with anyone, whether it was just talking, dating, relationship, whatever, no matter in what capacity, I know that I'm responsible for, uh, you know, my part. And I was thinking about the things that I was sowing into my partners and my relationships. And it was thinking back, like, in it, you know, I thought that was like, that was cool. That was regular. But just thinking back now, I was like, wow, 
that's really unhealthy. <laughs> like that is not the way that I would want things to go. And like just having that realization, it was like, wow. Being in a relationship when you're not ready or when you're not supposed to is never a good look, of course. Um, and unfortunately, for me anyway, it was one of those things that I didn't realize until it was too late or very much until it was over. But I know that I wasn't sewing into my partner like I should have been. But that's because I also wasn't sewing into myself. I wasn't caring for me. I mean, I was, but like bare minimum surface shit. So that's all I was going to get back. I was reaping everything that I was doing. I was getting everything that I was giving. And vice versa. And, you know, while some of the things that happened to me had nothing to do with anything that I did. Um, but I do know that me allowing those things, those horrible things that happen and staying through them and quote unquote trying to work it out. That's what I was sowing into that relationship, into that person. I was making them think and feel that they could do any and everything and I wouldn't leave. Making them, rewarding bad behavior. That's what I was sowing into past relationships. And for some reason, this question keeps coming up like, why are you single? Why are you single? Oh my God, why are you single? And um, there was a meme that I saw and it was like, uh, you know, she says she's single because what you don't do, somebody else will. But then she's single for years because nobody else did. And I bust out laughing because that's so, so much truth to that. Like that hits home for me. But, um, you know, just on a more serious note, like I am sewing into myself now. And I do not find it easy to stop doing that for someone who is not going to sew into me. Like I would be able to sew into them being healthier mentally, spiritually, physically is a whole nother ballgame. And I'm just not, I don't know. No one's put me in a position to be like, oh, give all that up. Just thinking about yourself and think about me too. Somebody asked me if I was ever in love because I guess the way that I talk about love, like I probably sound cynical and crazy, I guess, but... I'm just, I'm okay with taking my time and I'm okay with taking this time that I have to be like literally single. This is as long as I've ever been single. I know anybody who listens has heard me say that before. <clears throat> but you know, when people go from being single into relationships, oftentimes it's because of one reason. 
I would like to go from being single to in a relationship for a multitude of reasons because that person just fulfills a lot of my wants and all of my needs. Now, I'm not saying that someone has to be perfect. That's ridiculous because I'm not perfect. But come on, like, I'm not going to be in a relationship with some guy that I like because he's cute. I'm not going to be in a relationship with someone because I love them. I'm not going to be in a relationship with someone because they can provide something financially. I'm not going to be in a relationship with someone because they can give me time. And I'm naming all of these things and only those things alone. Like, no, you got to knock a lot of things off that checklist as I would be expected to do the same thing for you. Like, yeah, I mean, some things you can overlook and it's easy to turn not a blind eye to you know I'm not saying be stupid but I just know that the way I that I am now uh being out of a relationship for so long because I've been in relationships since you know when you're a young girl you start dating and talking to boys yeah I've had a boyfriend ever since so to go all of those years with being involved with boys in some capacity and to now just to not be involved with them is just like, okay, I'm cool. And you can't come here if you're trying to disturb my peace. And just know, <laughs> just know. You got to bring, offer something like, damn. Ugh. This brings me on to the next thing that I was discussing with some lady friends of mine. We were chatting about, you know men and the whole like financial aspect of a relationship there it's sickening to me oftentimes how black women are shamed for wanting a partner who has money per se (laughs) will offer a certain type of lifestyle that comes with being with him and not that alone, too. Like, that's a thing, too. Like, oh, well, if I'm going to have, if I'm going to be doing all this, then on the back end, you know, you ain't going to get into my time. You're not going to be the only one. I'm going to do whatever I want to do. I'm going to talk to you any type of way. Like, no, that's unacceptable. And that's frowned upon for someone who looks like me to say that that's unacceptable. And that's not fair. To a whole like group of women, even some women will frown upon a black woman saying that, like, what? Like, no, you're supposed to support him and love him. Like, nah, this ain't that. And it's a difference between supporting and loving someone. And allowing them to like pull you through the gutter to get rewarded in the end. 
That sounds like somebody knocking your two front teeth out and just handing them back to you or getting you some veneers and and like, oh, but look what I gave you. (laughs) What? (laughs) Uh, I was having a conversation with a friend and she was like, um, you know, if you I, I said, you know, if you can't contribute, then you need to stay away. And she was like, yeah, any guys like that need to stay in the house. Yeah, you need to stay in the house. You can't not approach women, try to come into their life, and you don't have nothing to offer. You're not being a leader, a protector, a provider. Like, <sighs> just no. I'd be damned if. I mean, this is something that I did before. I made this mistake before. Like, I'm, I am used to a certain type of lifestyle and certain things. I'll admit that and I'll say that. And I allowed myself to be open to dating guys who couldn't keep up with that because I thought, or like, kind of like, uh, I guess I felt bad. Like, oh, you know, not everybody comes from where I come from. So, you know, just basing who I was with off of who I liked. And I now know that it's okay for me not to do that. Like, oh, no, you know, that's not going to be like a good fit for me. Because he's not used to doing having certain things or doing certain things for their partner. Like, I need you. To, I don't, you know how, like, you see those things. Like, who wants to train somebody? If you're not accustomed to it, then it's going to be like pulling teeth. And you're going to think that maybe I'm trying to play you or even have resentment later on because you feel like you bend over backwards. And that's just something that certain people are used to. So that's what you have to do. And subjecting yourself, talking to yourself. So I'm saying yourself talking about me, though, like putting yourself in a position where you're dealing with people who aren't on your level um, it brings you down and it does nothing to make you progress. Because you're constantly trying to help them and they have nothing to give you. You're sowing into them and they can't give you nothing back. And that's what you reap. You sow and you give so much into people who can't give and do anything for you or give you something back. And it's just like, wow. What did you expect? So I think at this point, it'd be doing me a disservice and everybody that I'm connected to a disservice to be with someone who doesn't give me exactly what I want and desire and think I deserve. So, ladies, I would suggest that you do not attach yourself to someone who you know you can do better than. (laughs) And that attachment could mean you shouldn't be dating them at all. You shouldn't be having sex with them. Don't go out with them and public like 
you have to determine that on your own. I don't know. I mean, and everybody has their own boundaries and things that they're interested in doing. So I completely understand. There's no judgment here. I get it. You could deal with someone because you like them, but you know that you're not compatible in lifestyle. So don't be in a rush to bring them around your friends and your family. Because... You know that nothing's going to come of it because they've done nothing to show you that they can keep up with what you want for your life, what you want for yourself. You can't play about you. I know that for sure. You can't play about you and nobody else will play about you. Take care of yourself first. Don't apologize for it. Be strong and resilient and be in a position to lead and be teachable. Either one when the time is right and teach others. Dig deep and you can find out who you are. You can nurture that and grow that within yourself, for yourself, so that you can be better for everybody else that you want to take care of. So you can take care of your children, your family, your friends. You can sow into your work just like you want to, and you can reap all those benefits. You reap what you sow in real life, for real. Thank you. I hope you enjoyed your time listening to this episode of The Coconut Oil Baby. Today's episode was brought to you by Julia E. Lips, the skincare and cosmetic line for every woman doing extraordinary things. Visit juliaelips.com. That's J-U-L-I-A-E-L-I-P-S.com.